Welcome to the Gutsy Ladies Podcast. I'm your host, Bella Reynolds, and I'm a life coach on a mission to support midlife women to live their next chapters with ease, with clarity, and with confidence, to become a gutsy lady. A gutsy lady doesn't fade or shy away, and she doesn't use midlife as an excuse to live a life less fulfilled. She thinks, if not now, when? Until now, the story of midlife hasn't supported this vision for our lives, and it's time to talk about it. In this podcast, I share insights from my personal experience, as well as thoughts and lessons from thousands of hours of coaching. If you want to live your best life and are ready to do the work, then you are in the right place. Let's get started. Thanks so much for choosing to listen again, and particularly to this episode, because I get some really lovely feedback and it's growing, which is really exciting. And the main feedback that I'm enjoying is in regards to the fact that I'm talking about things that are not enough, you know, they're not talked about enough. And so this episode is one for that as well, because I'm going to talk about the smokescreen of my ultra training and why I've chosen my goal to complete my first ultra at 55 years. And the very fact that this is a smokescreen for me to address a major part of, um, you know, a, a major problem really in the midlife world, which is about decreased confidence or falling levels of confidence that happen as we um, come into midlife, we manage and tackle midlife and the impact that having reduced confidence at this point of our life and the impact, if we don't address it now, the impact that it can have on us for the rest of our lives. Um, Increasing confidence and self-belief is one of the number one things that clients come to me for. So I'm going to today share my own experience and how I've used what I called real goals, R-E-A-L goals, rather than just having smart goals but how I came across and sort of created this concept of real goals and how my ultra um, is a real goal for so many reasons. And this is another reason why I created a fabulous little mini course. It's just something you can get on and have a little play with because real goals and particularly small achievable goals you know, they have such an impact on our confidence. And so we can really address so many problems in one foul swoop. So the interesting thing about confidence or lacking confidence or declining levels of confidence in our midlife years, I think it's a perfect storm that happens. And it's, I'm going to share an example in a minute. It's the perfect storm I talk about is when something not massively major, but something big enough that can rock us off our center line happens when we're in midlife. And it might be a physical injury or it might be a, you know, a change in our career or, you know, something, not a blindsiding, not something that takes us completely off our feet, but just something that shakes us. So that happens around the time at midlife, whereas a woman, we've also got declining levels of estrogen. And it is known estrogen as a neurotransmitter and declining levels, more importantly, roller coastering levels that we can't rely on, um, changes, you know, areas of our capability and resilience. And that's a known fact. So we have potentially a physical injury comes around at the same time that we've got the biological issues happening and we have lack of awareness and no tools and 
basically we can snowball down because we don't realise our identity is also so wrapped up in what may have happened to us that we can find ourselves getting less and less and less confident, which means we will um, choose to do less and less. And inadvertently, we find ourselves feeling not just stuck, but marinating really in this stuckness and just wondering how on earth am I ever going to get out of this? And because it may not be such a massive thing that's happened to you, without the tools of self-compassion, it also becomes a major complication. So I'm also going to share not just my experience, but how I can share how you get out of it. And that's exactly what I've done with my ultra goal. So I'm going to take you back to November 29. I'm sorry, no, <laughs> November 2019. And I was 52 years of age then, and I was on fire, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. I, I, I look back, of course, for all of us, it's only in hindsight that when you're in such a great place, you can see it for what it is. But I was, um, my family was thriving. My husband and I were only, you know, 18 months into almost two years of being empty nesters. Um, my business was going really well. I was, you know, running wellness programs in the um, mining space and absolutely loved what I was doing. And I was ramping up my coaching business. Um, we also had taken on some really significant financial goals that we, you know, felt really confident that we were going to be able to achieve and make up for some lost time in our previous life. And some of my episodes go back to listen to what that was all about. Um, but we just felt like we were on target. And the other piece for me, I was back running again. And it it just felt right. I, I felt good. I'd also taken up weight training. So I, you know, I look back and in November 2019, I really was on top of the world. Within three or four weeks of that, so before Christmas 2019, I remember doing a park run in early December of 2019, got photos of it. Yeah, life was great. And this just shows you how the perfect storm can just happen in such a quick space. Basically, I was in the gym and I did a deadlift that was too heavy for me. We didn't know at the time it was too heavy, me and my body, but my ego also did not recognize how heavy it was. Not only did I do one, though, my ego was so in charge at that time, I did numerous. I walked out of that gym session, I definitely felt a twinge, and pretty much from that point on, I unraveled. But here's the thing, right? I'm just talking about a physical injury borne on by something I chose to do and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a major physical thing. I didn't lose a limb or I weren't in a significant accident. So you can imagine without levels of self-compassion, I also um, downplayed what was going on because back then I was someone that felt, you know, very much first world that, that this could be. So just get over it. As I said, I didn't have a lot of tools back then compared to what I now have. The other thing I didn't realize that the impact of this physical injury also came at a time that I was very perimenopausal and due to that, it wasn't so much my declining levels of estrogen, 
which has major impacts on your um, musculature and also your um, the ligaments in your body. But also related to that was that I had the roller coaster effect. So the estrogen was declining, but some days I'd have it, other days I wouldn't have it. You know, it was just, it was the seesaw or the roller coaster as I talk about. So a lot of women listening to this know what I'm talking about. But challengingly, we only know a lot about this in hindsight. But the biggest piece to this was this injury not only stopped me going back to weight training, not only stopped me from running because of the other biological things going on and the pain involved with it, it absolutely stuffed around my identity. So I, at the time, had been so wound up or so deeply connected with I am Bella Reynolds and I'm someone that can take on any hard physical challenge and that's who I am. And if I and this was the other part of the sentence that I didn't know I was finishing was if I couldn't do that, well I'm nothing. Now identity is its own beautiful episode or multiple episodes. But the thing you have to realize with regards to humans is that Our identity is everything to us and when it is unavailable, the only way that I've seen that we can actually get out of it well is to get massive awareness and tools around knowing what your identity is and how to build a new identity, which in essence is what I have done. And, you know, creating real goals around building a new identity has been fundamental to my own success but also now my business because, of course, when my identity was challenged, my confidence was challenged because confidence is another word for confidence, or another two words for it is self-belief. Our ability to believe that we can do things increases our confidence. Conversely, when we feel we can't do what we want to do or we shouldn't do what we want to do, you know, it's not a word of my favourites, or we just feel it's not available to us any longer, we lose confidence and confidence begets confidence. So drops in confidence begets more drops in confidence. And essentially that was happening for me. So I lost this beautiful ability to express myself really with my physical um, my physical prowess not even realizing that what it was at the time because this back injury had such an impact that I couldn't even get on my push bike effectively without being worried about having issues with sacroiliac joint instability. Now, I've got some great friends that listen to the podcast and they know exactly what went on here. And one particular friend as I really spiraled through this process was really quite worried about me, and she only told me belatedly in it, is because essentially I didn't know who I was if I couldn't do these physical challenges. I really had to go within to work out what was going on, not just my back pain, but what else was going on. And that led me to understand my whole estrogen journey. And I also had to take on a tool of self-compassion as well as understanding what my identity is. So, of course, this is the roundabout or the change roundabout that I found myself on. 
just playing around with doing other physical pursuits that were more should physical pursuits. Oh, if I couldn't run, if I couldn't go and do my cycling events and things like that, I will, you know, I should just start walking and be happy with that. And you can just feel the weight of it. And because I wasn't deeply connected to what I was doing, it was just hollow. And it it just... It was so removed from who I wanted to be, let alone who I felt I should be, (laughs) that it just was a period in my life where um, I really struggled with it. Now, as I say this openly and publicly, I can sense that there could be criticism going, yeah, but you didn't lose anything major. You only lost the fact of being able to run. Well, you know what? When you are so deeply ingrained with one thing and you don't realise all the other things, the impact it has, that's where the real problem is. And this is when we talk about mental health, then this is something that is so important to understand what was going on in my mind and my thoughts and my identity around this. That was important. Just because it might have looked minor to other people or um, really get over yourself, it's not a big deal. If there's any takeaway from this episode already, it's appreciating that each of us have our own um, unique mental processes that we have and that we have to befriend and come to know. And cookie-cuttering that and, and really thinking that it, is something that you should just be able to get over is part of the problem as well if it is not addressed. And, of course, that has an impact on our confidence. And remembering this is what I'm talking about. This is about what other things that we can do in midlife if we're finding ourselves lacking in confidence, not even realising what they might be about, how do we address them? So I'm going to fast forward you to my decision to take on the ultra. And (laughs) this just shows you the massive change from that perfect storm that I was in and the decline that I had around it. And then as I started to really understand more about identity, understand about self-compassion, and most importantly, developing the concept of real goals, R-E-A-L, having real goals that are attached to SMART goals how beautifully important they are to start to drive and lift confidence, especially in midlife. So I'm just going to share how I made this decision to actually choose an ultra. I was in Bali last year. And as I said, I've got these additional tools. I've got my coaching business going well. I'm working with my clients around their REAL goals. And I'll just say at this point, what does it mean? R stands for relevant. E stands for enriching, A stands for aligned, and L stands for goals that light you up. So not only do we want to develop goals that are smart and achievable, we also want to add or have this extra filtering process, I believe, in midlife that we make sure that they actually are real. So I'm in Bali, my, one of my mentors, he's my money mentor, he's my business mentor, and he's, I can definitely call him a friend now, Kyron Goss, put forward a proposal 
that he would like to have some people to do the Bali Hope Ultra with him um, this year. So that was last year we had the conversation. And I remember sitting in the room and looking at, you know, the video and all of the compelling stuff. And I almost had this bit of an out-of-body experience because I was looking at it from the perspective of midlife Bella who saw herself as a gliding midlifer. I would, at that time, I'd started to, um, you know, develop and I was about to launch my first Gutsy Ladies um, coaching program all about shifting from grinding in midlife to gliding in midlife. And I'm sitting there as gliding Bella just going, the old me would so love to have done that. But no, 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 no. Um, that's not something I can do. I can't see myself getting physically fit enough to be able to run in the night from one side of Bali, 84 kilometres across to the other side of Bali, Um, although I was a bit captivated at the time because every cent that we raise to actually do this run all goes to education for Balinese children, particularly um, the disadvantaged Balinese children. And I was sitting there going, no, 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 can't do that. No, that's just, that would not be appropriate for a midlife woman to do, even, you know, someone who loved physical pursuits. And 24 hours later, I actually asked myself a better question. And the better question was, And this is a really, really good question to keep up your sleeve when you know there's a bit of disconnect between saying no to something, but there's a part in your being, there's an inkling that you go, oh, my God, I would really like to do it, but no, 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 no. And the better question I asked was how could I do it? How could I complete the Bali Ultra as a 55-year-old and glide across the finish line? And purely asking myself that question, as you know, with your mind, asking yourself that question got my mind to consider possibilities rather than closing down. And that is vital. And in the um, Real Goals mini course, that's one of the big things we do is help. You know, I get you to do a really simple practice where we get into your subconscious so that you can actually see where your desires are were and that inkling that part of me that wanted to even ask that question knew there was a part of my being it was a desire to do another physical challenge but I was going to have to do it differently than I'd ever done before so asking that question I checked in with Kyra and he said well why don't you talk to my running coach Neil and if you can ask him all the questions then maybe that will help you and that was the best thing I did So I did a Zoom hookup with Neil, the running coach, and um, Neil has not just a background in being able to run ultras himself, and he's got clients all over the world that he helps with training with all sorts of physical pursuits. He's got a background in epigenetics. And for those who don't know, epigenetics is where we put ourselves, um, you know, we learn enough about our own profile so that we can maximize our environment around us to express the genetics that are healthiest for us and make sure that the unhealthy genetics don't get expressed. That's very simple. So I was fascinated when I met Neil. I loved his approach and pretty much what Neil gave me through the confidence that he had, he gave me confidence that I could do it. And what I pretty much determined from that Zoom hookup was I would you know, assess doing this as a real goal. And the only way I could do it was to bring on support 
people like Neil to help me. And I suppose what I really want to bring on that point with regard to is when you bring on support people like coaches, um, like dietitians as I've done and physios, they help to bring in the confidence for you. It's like a bridge. They see the potentiality. They know the tools that they can offer you. And so they know that they can actually help you achieve what you want to achieve. And that's a beautiful piece too with confidence or bridging, you know, lacking confidence and bringing it back up. So I had to also sift it against or check it against my RAAL real goals. And so real number one um, R was around relevant. So was this goal really relevant to 55-year-old Bella? And the answer is yes. And a big piece of it is regards to I am passionate about education And why I'm passionate about it is education reduces ignorance and ignorance, I believe, is one of the biggest problems in the world. If people make decisions without the right education and understanding and information, that's where all sorts of stuff goes awry. So being able to put myself in a position that I was raising money to help all these children, and I was grateful to be able to meet them when I was in Bali, a group of the children who'd been under the um, Bali Children's Foundation Education Programs. So, yeah, it's relevant. Relevant to me also in a physical sense. If I could find a way to glide over the finish line, yep, 84 Ks across Bali, I'm saying I'm going to glide, could take me 16 hours to do it. Um, but you could. I hope what you're hearing is I went from – a no and yes answer to a how and what were the possibilities? What were the writers on this? Second one is E, is it enriching? And that was a hell yes. I was confident in my decision that if I found a way to glide over the finish line, would it not just enrich me? Could I be setting an example for my other gutsy ladies out there who had their version of an ultra that would help lift their confidence in the end game, but throughout the process. So I'm a big believer now, if something's not a hell no, um, then it has to be a hell yes. And I, I was in a hell yes mode at that point. The third one was around A, which is aligned. Is it aligned on my values? And that is absolutely not only my values with regards to education, and my values around physical pursuits, when I realized I'm actually doing this event with only a small group of people and it's such an intimate event, you know, we, <laughs> I, I've looked and there's, I think about 20 of us now are going to complete this, um, you know, attempt to complete this journey together. And these people from are all along around the world. When I realized there were people from around the world, that gives me a buzz. So that's aligned with my values. It's adventurous exploring and getting to meet people from other cultures. And the fourth one, the last one is, L. does it light you up? Well, I'm pretty sure you can hear in my voice. (laughs) As I was growing in information and possibilities of how I could do this ultra, sure as hell, it was lighting me up. And I put the L light you up in there because it doesn't matter what age and stage, but particularly as we're in midlife and as we even get older. What are the reasons that we're going to have to get out of bed in the morning? Because it, it you know, our bodies 
without really looking after them can start to get quite painful. Our connections with people can start to drop away a little bit. And sadly, it's because people die as we get older. And, you know, so we've got to have these, you know, real goals and these real intentions in our life and activities that give us this energy and, you know, give us this spark and and they ignite us. And so that L is is super important. It's the last one in real, but it's also, I would, you know, it's got to light you up. So I was ticking all those boxes and I made the choice that I would do this. Obviously, on top of that, I have an incredible it's, I shouldn't say obviously, but I have to say at this point, I have an incredible support system within my family. And when I said to my husband, I was seriously going to consider this, I asked, it's not his permission, but I wanted to see what his thoughts about it were. Cause he, you know, he's seen me in my best, my worst, my ugliest. <laughs> and when he recognized that I had given this some major consideration, he did not stand in my way. So, you know, I think the funny thing about when we make a decision to even attempt a real goal and we use this um, a sifting mechanism to check in with it, that in its own right gives us confidence. And that is really, really cool. And so that's what I love this, you know, this real goals mini course that I've developed in three simple modules. You're going to be able to know what you're doing is going to build you up and give you the confidence to move forward at that point, which is 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 fabulous. So I have um, completed, you know, I'm oh, over 20 weeks so far. I think I'm about 22 weeks already in my training journey. And the person I am today, without even going over to Bali in the next three or four weeks and actually completing it, the person I am today is a very, very different person that I was when I even said yes to this. And when I put it back, if I loop right back around to the person I was who was having such major issues with my physical identity when I couldn't run any longer, I think one of the most beautiful things out of this process so far, you know, 22 weeks in, I still haven't done the event, is that I now see myself again as a runner. And to be 55 years of age, and seeing myself running, not just this event, but running beyond it and all the other things that have come with it, it is incredibly satisfying, incredibly gratifying. But my confidence levels have just gone through the roof because not only do I see myself as a runner now, I see myself as someone who's got an endurance mindset. I see myself as someone who can do really, really hard things. Some of my training runs already have just blown my mind. Um, and so just, just the very fact of doing all of that, my fundraising efforts have been effortless. People have engaged with the fact that this money is going to these children and the legacy impact of this. It's not just for these children who, you know, bring this education back into their families. It's for the, the increased income. So I think they now know that a child that gets an education in Bali even going from no education to a diploma level, the income in Bali in that family will grow sixfold. So from roughly $50 US a month to $300 US a month. That's just on a pure financial. But we know that in third world countries, it's the financial. It's those 
lower basic um, hierarchy of needs that have got to be met before they can even go into a self-actualization process. So I just, this, this smokescreen of running an ultra, which was very much about me really attempting a true real goal, which was very much aligned with my desire to build a support team that which would allow me to glide over the finish line and be a role model for all my beautiful gutsy ladies as measured up in so many levels and most importantly for my confidence. So if you're someone listening to this and I have spoken to you in this episode because you know that your self-belief and your confidence has taken a beating and you're pretty you know that that's probably one of the key reasons that you find yourself going around and around in circles and trying to work out what is next for you in midlife, please get on, check out the links in the um, bio and the notes to have a look at my mini, my real goals mini course, because I think it could be the first tiny step that immeasurably increases your confidence and can set you on a path to find your version of an ultra to take you into what is full potentiality for you in midlife and beyond. And the reason I'm so passionate about this, the world needs gutsy ladies. The world needs midlife women who light up at the thought of the next decades ahead of them and of what they will provide and contribute and give to the world in those intervening, like in these next four, hopefully five decades. We need it. Our wisdom is needed. Our experience is needed. Our health and our passion is needed. So if you're holding yourself back purely because you've had a bit of a jolt like I did, your identity took a hit and you didn't have the tools, please start to look into some of the tools I've got because I can promise you a better world is ahead of us all if you do that. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Gutsy Ladies podcast. Are you ready to recharge your life? Are you slipping towards burnout? Or maybe you're already there. (laughs) Make sure you grab my free guide called Heal from Burnout and Recharge Your Life for some really actionable tips that I learned the hard way. Click on the link in the show notes of your podcast app. If you haven't already, I'd love you to subscribe and send this episode to a friend who just may need a little reminder that she's a gutsy lady too. See you next week.